0: Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's your boy, Roy. And this is another episode of Sync Gems. Today, we are joined by Marcus Manderson. The amazing thing about this interview is that Marcus Manderson is not uh, up there with insane placements, but he is definitely on the up and up. And in the coming year, I'm pretty sure he's going to get these big, Marvel placements and he has also worked with Disney already he preaches really inspiring stuff and he reaches out to Hans Zimmer just to show you how cool this dude is and he actually gets really amazing things done on the journey to where he's going and I love this conversation on so many levels If you love these conversations, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. If you're on Spotify, go and five-star it and follow it. And also on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll down on your phone and um, leave a five-star rating and a review. This really helps the show climb up the ladder. So without further ado, my man, the legend, Marcus Manderson. We're recording this shit, Marcus (laughs) Manderson, a.k.a. the
1: Fingers. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I won't complain. Uh, I've been working on a lot of things and projects. I've been trying to stay busy and then making myself busy, but I definitely won't complain. Just enjoying the journey.
0: Bro, you got a really, really soothing voice. Have you ever thought of doing like meditative stuff
1: um i posted a video a couple years ago on youtube that is like uh two hours of just me like reading quotes i think i might have found a clip of like a bunch of inspirational quotes and i put some music behind it found a great image um and it's up on youtube and i did it one time and i was like yeah i can't do this but um it was fun doing that and i might do it more um, and I've done some voiceover work, uh, not, nothing on like trailer space, but like television or telephone lines and things like that. But um, meditation, uh, haven't really thought about, <laughs> you know, soothing, calm. Might have a whole other industry there. I'd
0: I'd love to listen to your voice at uh, in the morning <laughs> meditation. Just saying that, um, bro. It's so good to have you. We've we've talked a bunch of time ago, like a, a while ago and we were all we were both in kind of the like what the fuck is going on here phase uh, yeah. i feel like um and yeah you, you were telling me about your Nash, uh, your Nat geo gig and all that kind of stuff and we were just sharing info and yeah what what better place is there to share info than a podcast so i mean man tell me about how you grew up um and How you came to be where you're at right now and we'll go from there
1: yeah uh quick spiel uh my dad is jamaican and my mom um is american so uh growing up uh, my mom uh was in the church and she had me in the church like usher musician playing in the choirs traveling um the world um playing uh, with different choirs and things and at different like conferences and uh, I play piano and um, organ, Hammond organ. And um, so growing up at the house, my mom would be playing, like, you know, Shirley Caesar and, and like, the gospel, you know, James Cleveland, and my dad would be playing, like, buju bantan and you know bob marley and the whalers so mm. i'd have like the mixed like songs uh you know coming into my ears and then um, i'd be listening to like you know pop and hip-hop and then i have a brother um who would be playing his music uh, a lot of the he's jamaican too so he'd be playing like the contemporary jamaican artists like the sean paul's and uh so i had all this musical influences and then of course my friends would be listening to stuff uh growing up um and then i would try to uh If there was like a popular song i would remake it like on my keyboard at the time i had a yamaha psr like 750 um like keyboard that you save like the files to like a hard disc um so you know ancient technology these days Uh, i think the max probably was like 16 megabytes of space um but yeah grew up uh playing in the church and then um studied music uh in in high school Uh, we had a music theory class um which was ahead of its time and I was able to do a couple of years there and use some of those classes to uh, test out of classes in college so I went to college for music uh, in Virginia I live in uh, Virginia in, in the United States um, went to college at James Madison University uh, and um, uh, serendipitous uh, met my wife there at, at college um, and we got married uh, um, in 2004 uh, while we in while we were in college we are still married to this day, so we'll be uh, getting close to uh, 20 next year 20 years which will be uh, incredible so um uh college was great for me obviously and then uh, after that uh i, I was I kept hearing about this the software pro tools uh in college and i was like okay that's what everyone's using in the studio so i was like okay i want to get certified in pro tools so I ended up going to a um, school uh, in maryland called omega recording studio because they offered a Pro Tools certification. So I did a year long program there, um, got the certification for Pro Tools. And at the end of that program, um, there was a job opening at National Geographic um, and I applied uh, to run their studio um, as one of the engineers and I got that job. Um, And I've actually been there ever since, Uh, worked there full time um, and on the side freelance as a musician. Um, and in between that, uh, I was playing in church for over 25 years, uh, up until the pandemic. And when the pandemic hit, uh, sort of, uh, things didn't work out with the church, you know, when they were trying to open it, open it back up during the pandemic. And, um, I enjoyed sleeping in on weekends and having uh, free time. Um, so instead of going to like all these rehearsals choir rehearsals throughout the week, like three, four rehearsals, um, three, four hours each, um, I had more time, uh, to focus on music that I could create so instead of learning other people's music I was now creating music and I had a lot more time to focus on that Um, and that led to uh, 2020 I entered over 200 music contests Uh, 2021 um, got into sync licensing and then uh, at the end of 21 um, sync licensing journey led to trailer music Uh, and um, I actually saw a great interview with Michael Moss I could talk a little bit more about that Um, and then found this great voiceover artist who sort of got me um, encouraged me to go into trailer music, and then um, over the last year, uh, sing, licensing and trailer music has basically been the the main lane. So that's the quick spiel. I think I got it all in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, bro, you, you're like, what's the? You're like Peter Pan, bro. You're you're <laughs> what the hell? You got you got married in 2004? 2004. I wasn't even yet. thinking of of anything like that in 2004. <laughs> I was I was, dude. Wow. Um we can we can get in, in into that a bit later. But um yeah. I've seen another thing that I've seen is that uh that I got a double click that you're you haven't really brought up, but I I, I have to say I feel like you're one of your superpowers that I see is you have an omnipresent. <laughs> like <clears throat> omnipresence, sorry. Yeah. Uh I which wish. to to whoever uh, doesn't know what, what the term is, is just it's kind of he's everywhere and anywhere and kind of like I I, I everywhere I look I see uh, I I see I see Marcus <laughs> and it's great it's an amazing trade it looks like you are consuming and putting value in such a balanced way that uh, I can't ignore your pre- your presence basically
1: um, so, yeah that, I think yeah. that might be. Uh... I don't know if it is by design, but it's like, I I don't know what I don't know. So I spent so much time in the church that uh, once the pandemic hit, I didn't know where um, I would fit musically outside of the church, whether it was R&B, pop, hip hop, um, sync licensing trailers, uh, scoring films. So I do a little bit of everything to figure out, um, creating sample packs, figure out where is the thing for me. And sometimes, you know, they all seem to be uh, almost equally, uh, you know, competitive as far as what I like doing. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, and, and I might take a day and say, okay, I'm just going to create a sample pack today. It might take another day and say, okay, I'm going to create um, uh, an instrumental album for an artist that I want to work with. I might take another day and say, okay, I'm doing all trailer stuff today. So um, spreading those different musical energies out and around, and then just putting them out there into the world, uh, and joining all these different forums and um, doing library reviews, and, and so yeah, it's it's a lot of time, but I'm still figuring out like what um what it is that I do and um it's it's hard to say I do it all because I don't do it all but um I do a lot.
0: <laughs> How do you actively look for the next unknown thing?
1: Um actively I put out music. So uh I post music on social media. Um a lot of my opportunities are from putting music out there. Um in streaming uh and i've gotten uh independent film gigs from putting music on soundcloud uh i got a a opportunity to score a project for disneyland um by putting out a neoclassical classical album last year um and you know just sharing it on different platforms and people just hearing and seeing the work uh and um, people are reaching out to me now these days because they see that and they're like hey um it could be anything like hey we're working on a sample pack you want to work on that um we're releasing a new library can you do a demo for that um so uh, at first it was just putting stuff out there, and now it's like it's coming this way instead of me putting it out. They're like now coming uh, my direction.
0: So like the uh, thing that's interesting is that um, Disney D- Disneyland thing. Were you did you pitch it to them? Is it like a regular sync? Is it like how does that work? Because uh, obviously you've got the 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 plug into to Disney, and but how does it work when your track is? Um, is in Disneyland. Is there a way to track it?
1: So this particular project, um, it's 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 uh, to answer your question, no, there's no way to track it because Disneyland attractions they could play I don't know how many times a day, you know, thousands of times a day. The, the most played song in the world yeah. is It's a Small World after all, um, and that plays at every Disneyland park. How who knows how many times a day? Um, that project is interesting. It landed because uh, last year there was an opportunity uh, for a big library. Um, to um score to do a neoclassical uh song and to work on their album so what happened was it was summertime last year um this could be a sync gem for you all um this library um all of their composers were like on vacation so they had posted on different platforms like hey we're looking for some composers to finish up this album so i had created uh two or three tracks for the album. Um, and I, I reached out to the library owner on LinkedIn and he was like, you got really close, but you didn't make it. So I was like, okay, uh, um, close is good for me. Cause I, I'm still like a year in, under a year in learning trailer music. I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm getting close. Um, so that was like great for me. So I took those three songs, um, took his advice on how to make it better and put it out on my own, um, neoclassical album, uh, called Marcus Manderson presents neoclassical trailer music or something. Um, I made it a five-song album and just started sharing it on different platforms. On one of these platforms that I'm part of, um, there are people that uh, we're working on this Disneyland attraction and they were like, we are working on updating the, um, great moments with Mr. Lincoln attraction. It's, uh, like a 60 year old attraction. Uh, the first animatronic show that, um, featured like a human, um, the first animatronic show that featured a uh, president. So a lot of history there and they were updating it to share the story of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And they were looking for an African American composer to work on the music for this, uh, this video. Uh, so, um, I released the album. It was almost like right place, right time. Released the album, um, had a conversation with them back in September, I think, uh, and um, I had the it's, it's, I had the conversation with them on Friday, and they were like, "We're going to do a pre-screening on Monday. We know you're not going to have the music done." Um, By Monday, and this was custom composition. This wasn't a sync, so this was custom composition. Um, and uh, I told my wife, I was like, "Uh, I'm not gonna get any sleep this weekend because I'm gonna have this music done by Monday. It was like a 15 minute, um, 10 15 minute video. Um, so didn't go to sleep that weekend, had the music to them Sunday night. Uh, Monday morning, they emailed me, they're like, What is this? I'm like, This is the music that, um, for the project, and they were like, This is great. Um, uh, I would say working on that project specifically was probably the easiest uh, for the time I put in and the um, the pay that it was. Uh, and it was, um, I think we got to maybe version three on some of the queues. Some of them, they took version one, but... Um, it, it was just like you know a couple changes here and there i'm like learning i use logic but i'm like learning how to like edit the video because they would cut a clip and then it would just mess up the whole timeline of my uh, music and they're like yeah we, we cut the music here but can you make it seamless so i'm trying to figure out markers and things um but uh learning the, that whole workflow um and working with disney um and opening that door so my big goal last year was to land a disney trailer um which could be, you know, Disney, Marvel, Pixar, um, any Disney property. Um, that did not happen, but, um, I'm not going to be mad because, you know, Disneyland, you know, came with an opportunity. So it's like, uh, working with Disney. And then once you start working with brands, there's a certain, uh, um, connotation that comes with a positive, uh, affirmation and things like that, that comes with working mm. with brands. It's like, okay, you can, uh, You know, work with these people, then you could probably come over here and work with these people and have a satisfactory result, um, at least uh, up front. So um, that was a great opportunity. So that was part of that opportunity came from not making an album. So if I had made that album, um, the the trailer music album, where they were looking for neoclassical music, um, Disney might not have happened. So uh, you just never know where. Things can come play, and I could have just been like, "Oh, I didn't make the album, you know? What was me? Let me, you know, just quit trailer music altogether." But I was like, "No, um, how can I make this better?" And found out and made it better and put it out on my own project. Um, and that actually Word. led to creating another neoclassical album for another um, uh, trailer library that was released, uh, I think, last week. So, um, yeah, so you just never know. Put your stuff out there. Um, I guess that's a long story. Long You're way of on the move. That. Yeah. You're on the
0: move, but uh, okay, like. Uh, um... Short, short question, but you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to answer the exact number, but like, I mean, is it in the, when Disney, uh, you get a Disney payout for something like that? Is it in the, like, is it in the tens of
1: thousands? Is it in the, what, like, what does it look like? It, uh, I can't say, yeah, I can't say the exact number, but it can be. Um, uh, Anywhere from, I don't know the, well, obviously the high range, you know, if they're doing, um, you know, probably hundreds of millions of dollars i wasn't up there so tens of thousands um uh on on uh certain situations uh, but that's all i can say Word. um or, or you Word. know some, maybe in some cases they have deals where they can do something for free um but uh and of course there there are uh you know it's the longest agreement i ever had to like go through and there are opportunities uh if they decide to expand it into like longer form content and things like that so um, you just you just never know uh where, yeah. where one thing can lead the, to, and then of course working with the I, team and having those relationships now.
0: I think it's a really important thing to start uh, putting out there. You know, like, um, and I've gotten a, I've gotten a request actually from somebody from a listener, which was like, I don't know how how much people actually make in this industry, and it's uh, and it's interesting because like you you hear the range, um, and you hear about the fees and. People say, no, they're not changing, but still, I don't have a concept of what the numbers are. So I I totally resonate with people who um, who listen to the podcast and ask me, like, how much is it? Is it um, is it Uh, um, another thing that you touched on was they asked for uh, an African-American composer. So I, I'm, I'm I'm going on a rant here because this is beautiful. I mean, like you put out there, you put music out there for such a long time. And then like, it's not there. I don't believe in luck. I believe in persistence and action. And, you know, like you put it out there and you were persistent enough for somebody to notice that you can do it for them. And then you saw the opportunity. So I was talking to uh, Sie Seagull a few a few weeks back or a month it's, it's time goes back <laughs> yeah time goes so fast um i was talking to, to to him and we were talking about leaving the door 20% open so he's working on games and he said he's always leaving a 20% door open for uh like a brief or something like in the trailer space because if something comes that's bigger then he can actually put his attention to it and it feels like that's what happened to you with the trailers, like you were, you were like, yeah, I'm going to land a a Disney Marvel trailer, whatever, uh, which is, is similar to my goal. But then a company comes up to you, Disney comes up to you in this instance, and it can, it doesn't even have to be Disney, right? It could be Adidas, it could be any, any company that you like, and they come up to you and ask, ask you to make an ad for them you're not going to say no because you're like i'm doing a marvel trailer this year it's not, it, it doesn't doesn't add up it doesn't make sense um and yeah that 20 percent that is so freaking important and i love i love how how you stayed open as you uh were exploring your avenues no i i want to ask about the um you had uh, an African American panel, right? Like in Nam, was it in Nam? Uh, Nam. So what uh, was NAMP, that about?
1: Nam. Uh, yeah, Nam show is incredible. It's uh, one of the biggest uh, music conferences, if probably the biggest music conference in the world. Uh, and uh, last year was the first year I went in person. Um, I've always known about it. Uh, I did the virtual ones. The first year of the pandemic was virtual, um, and then in twenty twenty, what is this twenty three? So twenty twenty two was the first time I went in person, um, and made some great connections, uh, you know, met some great manufacturers, got some great deals. Uh, and then I would go to these different workshops and panel discussions. You know, there would be Pensado's place. There'd be different talks with the biggest engineers and producers and, um, you know, being at different studios and hanging out and making connections every night. So um, at the end of last Nam, I was like, I can be up there talking about anything. I can talk about music for hours. I can talk about, you know, whatever. So I pitched to them several ideas after Nam um, last year. Uh, and they accepted one, which was a panel on sync licensing. Um, and I didn't tell them at the time, but the uh, panelists I had were all african American. So, um, I had pitched the dam, the panel to them. And then I reached out to these guys that I've been learning from, uh, over the last year, two years uh, about sync licensing. Um, so, um, uh, some of these guys you might know, like Excalibur Zero, Jay Nolan, um, Clint Music, XJ Will, Dirage, um Nelson K Johnson, um, and uh, these guys I've been uh, and, and uh, Jared is the other guy. Um, these guys I've been learning from over you know you type in sync licensing in social media and their videos pop up. So I've been learning from them. They happen to be African American, so I could see me in this space because I saw me in them. Um, reached out to all of them. I thought like two or three of them would accept, and it turns out all of them accepted. Uh, and wow. uh, Nam allowed us to pull it off this year, uh, the the largest. Um, I'm claiming the largest African American panel uh, that Nam has ever had uh, on SIG licensing, which I believe is true. Um, and uh, hopefully that will lead to to more next Nam. Um, and I definitely suggest uh, every composer, uh, music creator um, to get out to NAMM at least once. Um, I've talked to people who, who used to go and they're like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, and then there's people that say, like, companies aren't there. Um, and the truth is, there are a lot of companies that are there on the showroom floor. Then there are a lot of companies that don't go on the showroom floor, but they show up to NAMM. Like, they might have representatives that are just walking around. So I've met people from like Roland and Splice who didn't have. Uh, an official booth, but you would see them at a happy hour. You would run into them and say, "Hey, I use your stuff. You know, what are you working on? Can we work on a project?" Um, just networking, um, and then of course, people I know, um, I would introduce them to other people I know to to just build that network. Um, so NAM for me is, is a huge networking uh, experience, and then um, me personally being invited to different studios every night and just hanging out, um, either parties or sessions, uh, and just being out in LA in general. Um, and I also suggest if you're in this space, at least visit LA because I was also able to have some meetings with companies out there. So it's like while you're in LA, you know, Trailer Music lives in LA, um, sync licensing for the most part lives in LA. Um, so if you're out there, you can have a week or two, um, line up some meetings and um, schedule time, uh, at least two hours to get to those meetings because traffic is insane in LA. But um, yeah, uh-huh. NAM is insane. Uh, I definitely suggest that if you can make it at least once, um, try to get out there once.
0: Yeah, the I mean, it's it's an investment, right? It's one of these things that I've yes. been I've been uh definitely struggling with, it. like not struggling with but challenged by is is really deeply understanding that sometimes you have to to put some bank in into into what you're doing in order to to get the results you want. Um and that's one of these things. I'm I'm gonna be in October in uh, what's it what's it called the uh, CMP or C, um, um, the uh, music production music, music, music conference. production conference. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. PMC, PMC. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go in for that, and gonna meet the homies. I mean, like the people that uh, that that. I've interviewed here. I'm going to meet him face-to-face. Yep. And I'm going to meet new people, I'm sure. And, you know, like, who knows what's going to happen? It's just people, I mean, a lot of people uh, feel like they would just want to stay at home, which is okay. But staying home only takes you a certain to a certain distance. If people don't see you, in my opinion… That's my opinion. Take it or leave it. Yeah, but if people don't see you at all in your industry, they're not really going to care about you, like as much as somebody they know face to face. Man, like as somebody they've hugged. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. It's just this thing. It's it. It makes sense. Like humans are humans. Right now, I see you in two D, Marcus. <laughs> but I know that if we like, we we link up it's going to be a totally different experience right because i'll feel right now we feel each other's energy right we feed off each other's energy but once we're really in front of each other that's where where the proximity is so close and the the conversation gets so much more real so yeah i feel like you are mm, you've sort of mastered the 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 art of of networking how does how did it come together for you? Were you always like that? Like, what's what? what Where did you always stand in that? Because you seem like you're a pretty quiet dude, but then like it, it, when once it comes to crunch
1: time, like you're you're all over it. It's how did how do you manage that? Um, I think it might be from my mom, who could enter a room and just network, uh, and maybe growing up seeing that, and then feeling like I can enter into any room. Um, I've been in rooms with like billionaires and millionaires and just talking to people because, um, finding the people in the room to, to talk with, uh, I was, I was actually, um, working an event, uh, for, uh, AV. Um, I I also do AV IT and I was in a room and it was a lot of the, this was totally before like Disney, um, last year, but it was the Disney executives. Um, and it was Bob Iger and like the head of every Disney platform, like head of Pixar, head of Marvel, um. And, uh, there was a guy in the corner and I, I was like, I'm gonna go talk to him. And it turns out this guy was Bob Iger security. And I was like, nobody was talking to him. And I like had a great conversation with him. And he's like, yeah, nobody talks to me. <laughs> and I'm like, this, like, he's like, I spend the most time with Bob Iger, you know, planes and flights. Finally. And I was like, there are people in the room that probably know the most information about everything in the room. And, is the person that you might least expect. um, And so finding that person or the person that's most connected in the room and connecting with them and building a genuine connection uh, and networking. Um, So for me, like, if I meet someone, um, I very rarely do I think, um, how can you help me? Um, It's more, how can I help you? Or who do I know that can help you solve the problem um, that you have right now? So it's like, um, even when doing things like this, um, you know, never leave uh, someone a connection or conversation without an offer for them um and sometimes you can think about what it is that you can offer them when you're entering that conversation um mm. so for example in this conversation it's like okay uh roy has a podcast who do i know that might be a great guest for a future episode um so th- there's you know there's things that you can do to help someone else everyone needs help even billionaires need help i had a great chat years ago i met uh damon john had an opportunity to meet him founder of Fubu. Uh, uh, the, um, People's uh, choice, People's champ on Shark Tank, and um, had a chance to have a conversation with him, and um, just making that connection with him. Before the conversation, I knew I was going to have a chat with him because you don't just walk up and have a conversation with someone like that. Um, before that, I I got a bunch of clips of him doing inspirational talks and you know interviews and things, and I just put like inspirational music behind it, and I like played it for him. He's like, "Oh, this is great." So it's just like you know, what can you offer, you know, even a billionaire? And I, I, even in that chat, I was like, you know, hey, if you're ever in, you know, Virginia, in the DC area, let me know, we'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee. Um, and he was like, why, why did you say that? I was like, because you're a billionaire. Like, in, you know, I think he has like hundreds of million dollars, but in my mind, you're a billionaire, a trillionaire, whatever. You have an unfathomable amount of money. So the least I can do um, that I can afford is to buy you coffee. <laughs> and, you know, who's offering billionaires coffee? I don't know. Um, even in LA at Nam. I am inviting people like Hans Zimmer and, um, Brian Tyler out to these studio parties that i am invited to, um, and, uh, in some cases got responses. And, um, even this year, like Brian Tyler, like connected with me, he was at Coachella during Nam, but, um, connected with him and just like, yeah, okay. So start to build those relationships, uh, last year I invited Hans Zimmer, but it was during the Queen's Jubilee. So whoever was running his account and I found out actually who runs his account, um, by talking to another composer, I uh, found that out this year. But I had, I had sent a DM on Instagram, like, "Hey Hans, you know, going to this great studio party. Would love to meet you there." Um, And response I got was like, "Hans is." Uh, you know, Hans is out of town, or Hans is out working, the, conducting the orchestra for the Queen's Jubilee. Uh, May she rest in peace. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually be so surprised
0: if he talks about himself in their, <laughs> yeah, hey, Hans is here. <laughs> um, I would, if I was Hans Zimmer, yeah, I would like, talk about myself
1: in <laughs> So you, 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 like, you never know, like who's responding. It could be them directly. So I am the type of person to reach out to people, and I believe that. You know, you catch them at the right time. They might respond. Um, their assistant might respond. You might get a meeting with them. So I believe everyone is uh, reachable at, at through some level. And if you have a wide enough network, you can reach you know anyone in the world.
0: Yeah, big, big <laughs> bombs here. So, I mean, okay, let's 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 take it back now. If there's somebody who is. New to the sync business and is not uh, the best uh, networker. Let's say they are, yeah. Let's say they're new. They're they're new to this world. How would you start to create these connections and these? uh, um, How how do you start creating these conversations? Because I've seen you like around people in the highest caliber, man. It's fucking, it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, again, it's next to where you are right now you are not like you're not with Hans Zimmer up there but you are actually like meeting people in in his scale which is amazing like I would say by myself fuck I have imposter syndrome when I when I see people like Irko you know like people like that so how would you go about approaching these people and starting these conversations and putting yourself in these conversations um aside from you said music conferences is one thing of course invest in yourself go to these places but what's a what's like a little bit of a more of a specific guidance you can give in order for a person to to get themselves even close to that level
1: um i'll uh for for sync specifically um watch sync gems i mean i don't know what episode this will be but Uh, you have over 20 30 30, 30 30 episodes so number 30 so that's 30 over 30 hours um some of them might be hour hour and a half i've watched every episode of sync Gems. there's a lot of sync podcasts um similar to sync Gems. um and uh you start you know if you watch and you want to be active start taking notes you know find out what michael moss is talking about what seagord is talking about what jordan smith is talking about and take notes like what do people want at these companies what are they looking for um and then if there's companies that you want to work with go to their website it's like I don't want to say it's easy, but um, my big goal like growing up was like I want to work with, you know, Beyonce and, and Drake and Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift like in the studio and um It's a lot easier to get into sync Um, maybe not necessarily trailers but it's a lot easier to get into sync than it is to get like a a track on a beyonce album um, for for most of us Uh, so um you know start looking at these trailer libraries go to their website they have submission platforms um what i like to do is go a step further and find people on linkedin that work at these companies and connect with them and try to have a one-on-one chat um as of right now uh every library that i'm working with i've had a conversation with them so at least something like this um there was a new library that i was uh uh, debating I wanted to work with. And, um, they sent me like a one sheet, like, Hey, you know, we used to do meetings, but we don't do it anymore because we have like hundred people on our roster. Um, so I reached out to them. was like, Hey, you know, I would love to just have a one-on-one chat. Um, and there was a little bit back and forth and they eventually, um, gave into the chat, like a 10 minute thing. And I was like, yeah, basically I'm already in, but, um, once I had the chat, I'm definitely in, like, if I don't have the chat, if you're not, if I'm not important enough to have like a five minute, like zoom or whatever with you um i don't think i'm going to be important enough uh with my music in your catalog and then also you can put a face to the name it's like okay this is the guy we had that chat with we talked about whatever um let's let's pitch this thing to this thing um so building out those one-on-one connections those conversations you mentioned irko earlier i've known irko for about 15 years um and uh met him through a uh, friend uh, from work at National Geographic, but also uh, he was a fellow full cell alum, um, the friend from work. And he was like, hey, my friend Irko from Italy, um, big mix engineers coming to town and um If you can just show him around, like our studio at National Geographic, if you can, like, show him around DC. So um, every time he would come to town, I would just show him around. You know, his parents would come to town. I would take them around DC, show him National Geographic, and just building that relationship. And then fast forward, you know, 10, 15 years later, and he's mixing, you know, um, the biggest records of the year and um, built his crazy studio in la which is insane um and got every time i'm out there just like yo can i come hang out he would tell me what's going on um so uh that's the other thing about being out there for those events like nam if you could tie it to multiple things um instead of going out for like one it could be one specific thing but try to multitask while you're out there if you don't already live there um try to have multiple purposes um and, and that's how I try to approach things, uh, um, reaching out to these libraries, finding a specific person there who could be your like key person um, that you can make that connection with, and then um, seeing what opportunities and what relationships can build from there. Um, but a lot of it is just time, taking the time to do it, um, and making sure your business is is. Uh, handled upfront, make sure you have your PRO set and everything, um, and you know what you're getting into, but, uh, first study, study the podcast, Sync Gems, uh, go to YouTube, look up sync, um, opportunities. There is, you mentioned the, uh, I don't think you mentioned it yet, but there's the the courses like the Michael Moss who was a previous guest on Sync Gems has a great sync music business course. I've taken that, um, uh, and, and learned a lot from him, um, uh, in the course and also offline. So there's a lot of great information already out there from people who've been doing it. Um, and doing things like that can help you uh, sort of get into the industry faster as opposed to like setting yourself for five, 10 years and then figuring things out. It's like the information's out there. Um, so just finding it and making sure uh, you're doing your research so you make sure you're finding the right ones that work for you.
0: Yes. Yes, sir. breach. I love it. I love it, man. I, I, I think uh, this is a great place to just to, to leave people. And, and we will run it back. We'll run it back uh, next year when you get your Marvel placement. And, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be laughing at this
1: conversation, man. Where Where do people find you? Online. Uh yeah. So my uh producer name is Defingers, D A F I N G A Z. So Defingers.com um is the uh website, D A F I N G A Z dot com. And then Defingers on social media, mostly uh living on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, a little bit on TikTok. Um, I mostly do open verse challenges on TikTok, so I don't really post a lot of uh composing stuff on TikTok. But the music that I'm creating, um, you'll find that on the website, thefingers.com, and then Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, thefingers, mostly. And then YouTube, um, thefingers. So everywhere, thefingers. Everywhere and anywhere.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll link it in the show notes, man. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, man. And it's an honor to be mentioned uh, or even to be considered among the uh, 29 other guests who have been on here. Uh, Again, when you say imposter syndrome, like, with the guests that you have had on here um, you know, just feeling like I don't know if, you know, when you don't know if you belong in that list, but um, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I do believe, believe in God. Like I said, I played in church. Uh, so I think that God puts you in places um, and does things in certain timings um, because I I, I I wanted to be on this podcast since episode one, but um, you know, now's the perfect time because I've just had like just over the last two weeks, two trailer albums released on, on trailer, Um, Labels. I've I've uh, been inducted into the Hammond Organ. I'm a Hammond artist now, and that's all happened like within the last few weeks. Um, So um, everything happens uh, in due time um, for a reason. So uh, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, brother, you're you're killing it. And just before before the podcast, we were talking about you know like we're in a place where we're very active, and I think that that is one of the most important. phases for people to see. So they, uh, I know that people who listen to this will get very, very inspired by this because, you know, th- there are the people who look down from the tops per se. And there are people who are just on the grind, just like doing the groundwork. And I feel like that's the, that's where really the beauty lies. Like, you know, to seeing that's where people can see if they want to be in your shoes. Like we were speaking as well. Uh, I don't know if it was in the podcast or before, but we were speaking to being famous, right? Like, or, or whatnot, all these things that, yeah, you see uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey or, or I don't know, like whoever, Queen B, whoever you uh, you see them now. Do you want to go what they went through in order to get what where they're at right now? Do you really want the people to approach you in the in the in the uh, grocery store like they do to them? Do you really want to be in that place? And I think that this this interview with you is a a really good indicator for people to see if they want to to keep going with it and and same with me, man. So I'm 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 deeply inspired by you and honored by you being here. And yeah, thank you. And we'll be we'll be
1: doing this uh, again. Yeah, yeah, thank you again. Um, and definitely check out the other episodes. If this is your first time watching Sync Gems, go back, replay them all. I've watched some of them like two, three times because there's things that you wow. missed. Um, and you can definitely learn some gems about Sync by watching or listening to Sync Gems. So definitely check it out yo 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 how good is
0: that please go ahead leave a five-star rating and a review if you can if you're on Apple Spotify's five stars just go into your browser and your phone it's supposed to be in Spotify it's up if you go up you see it if it's on Apple you go down you scroll down with your finger this really helps the podcast go into more ears and also helps me get more podcast guests on also share it on socials share something you've learned share something that um enlightened you and also hit me up let me know how it went for you um this means the world to me this means the world to me that y'all are listening and yeah see you on the next Sync gems episode peace